2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. Cast, cast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Keith. I feel especially sing-songy because we are in that room again where everything echoes, echoes, echoes. (laughs)
0: We're going to use it to our advantage.
2: Frequent listeners, listeners of the show will remember that we were in this room once before and I'm just prefacing this now because I like to, I like to make people aware that if something sounds weird or different, it's because we know that. It is weird and different. So if you hear people like yelling outside or, you know, talking, it's because we are in a different location. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that said, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition... You can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we've got an interview with one of the voices behind one of the biggest hit songs of 2016. Kyla, She was featured on Drake's One Dance, which spent 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, a record 18 weeks at number one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, and finishes 2016 as the number three year-end song on the Hot 100 and the year-end number one. On the Hot R&B/Hip-Hop Songs chart, not too bad.
0: Oh, not too shabby.
2: We talked to Kyla about how she wound up on One Dance. It's a pretty amazing story, and what the future holds for her following the song's incredible success. Plus, we've got chart chat about a new number one album on the Billboard 200 chart from the Hamilton mixtape. How the Rolling Stones earned their record-extending 37th Top 10 album on the Billboard 200 album chart. How Machine Gun Kelly and Camila Cabello shoot into the Top 10. See what I did there? Shoot into (laughs) the Top 10. On the Billboard Hot 100 with their hit collaboration, Bad Things. And just how big will Zayn and Taylor Swift's new single, I Don't Wanna Live Forever, be on the Billboard Hot 100? All that and more will be this week on the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the show, why don't you subscribe to us? I mean, why don't you? <laughs> why haven't you done that yet? I mean, don't be mean to the people or they won't subscribe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would be a lovely Christmas gift for us. That's true. That's true. I mean, I know sometimes it's hard. Like, you know, you don't subscribe to stuff and it's like annoying, but I'm like, hey, you like us and we like you, so why not? Exactly. Like, you know, just... Tis the season. Just do it. Just do it. Um, and heck, if you have any questions, you can tweet us. You know what our Twitter handles are by now. But just in case, it's Keith underscore Caulfield and KT Atkinson. Um, and if you know you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, you can visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So uh, before we jump into our um, scheduled scripty stuff, uh, last week I was in New York for our Women in Music event. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, what happened there, Keith?
2: Oh, you know, um, hosted a live Facebook uh, red carpet shindig for Billboard. Yes. Uh, Chelsea Briggs and I um, manned our carpet for a little over an hour. And who did you speak with? I mean, really, just a lot of, like, nobody people. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, actually, no, we talked to a a, (laughs) a galaxy, a veritable galaxy of stars. (laughs) Um, uh, We honored eight fabulous women at our Women in Music event. Um, and seven of them were actually on hand at the event. Megan Trainer fell ill, uh, mm-hmm. like, the day before the show and couldn't come. Fifth she, Harmony sang one of her songs in her place. They, they were literally called in at the last minute mm-hmm. to show up and do that. Um, but, yeah, we talked to uh, Halsey, Alessia Cara, Marin Morris, uh, Shania Twain, mm-hmm. Madonna. There it is. Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. Um, yeah, we talked to Madonna. She was, in fact, our last guest on our live show. And um, yeah, she, I mean, it was Madonna. Come yeah. On. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a hoot. I had a really great time doing it. Um,
0: you can still watch it on Billboard's Facebook page.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still on our Facebook page. we will live there forever. We've also split up the interviews into little bite sized pieces. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to sit there for a whole hour and watch me act a fool. Can... Uh, and the show
0: itself debuted on Lifetime Monday night. That's right. Or I'm sorry, yeah, Monday night. But on Monday um, night. you, I'm sure Lifetime will replay it. So look for replays. Um, uh, I didn't actually get to see the show yet. Oh, I watched it. You did? Yeah.
2: Did it? Did it look cool? Yeah,
0: it looks great. It was great, and there were so many really touching speeches. Um, Kesha gave a really moving speech, um, and Madonna's speech, which you can also read about on Billboard.com was, you know, as badass as you'd expect Madonna's speech to be. Yeah. They had to actually trim it down a little bit
2: for broadcast. Oh, did they? They, they edited it out I'll a little bit. I'll have to bit. watch
0: the unedited version on Billboard.com then.
2: Yeah, try, try, to, <laughs> try to read the whole thing because it's, it's a really compelling, yeah. long speech, but it's just great. And it's so great, in fact, that even Lady Gaga tweeted Madonna... Uh, her praise and said that she was brave I, I believe brave
0: What's the word she, she was, was handing brave? the woman in music torch to Madonna you, year,
2: frankly <laughs> since Lady Gaga was back last to year's back received, Lady Gaga yeah. was last year's woman of the year and this yep. year is uh, Madonna so I was very happy to do that and um, yeah so I'm back and now we can get to the chart chat. All right, chart chat time. Um, so the Hamilton mixtape, number one on the Billboard 200. You were particularly excited by this last week when we were predicting it, Katie. Did you
0: see Lin-Manuel's adorable Twitter response to it, too? They like, happy faces
2: or something. They were, like,
0: the embarrassed faces. <laughs> like, happy slash, like, humbled faces. Aww. But, yes, he seems very excited by this. It's, it's very
2: cool. Yeah, well, the, the, uh, the, I have, I have printouts here somewhere, um, Do I? I (laughs) Yeah, here's what I said. The all-star compilation album, The Hamilton Mixtape, debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, earning 187,000 equivalent album units in the week ending December 8th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that some, 169,000 were in traditional album sales. Now, the album is inspired by, of course, the runaway hit musical, Uh, stage show Hamilton an American musical and the the new mixtape album consists of covers of songs from the show Mm -hmm. in addition to songs that were inspired by Hamilton and among the artists on the album are Sia uh, John Legend uh, Wiz Khalifa The Roots Andrew Day Kelly Clarkson did I already say Kelly Clarkson? You did not Um, now you have uh, like Busta Rhymes is on there Mm -hmm. Uh, Ashanti and Ja Rule it's and it really, I think, shows how influential the show has been because it's touched all these different artists from all sorts of walks of life totally. and genres. And it kind of makes sense that the album debut is at number one because you have all of the built-up um, fan base from the musical Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Because keep in mind, the cast album of Hamilton has sold 876,000 copies. That is the 10th biggest-selling cast album of the last 25 years. And it is the fifth biggest selling album overall in 2016. Wow. So you figure, well, if just a slice of those people show up in the first week for the Hamilton mixtape.
0: More than a slice showed up. More than a slice.
2: (laughs) More than a slice. Um, So yeah, and and, you know, what's also cool, I wrote about this online, is that um, it's not terribly often that compilation albums go to number one. Right. Um, This is the first compilation album to be number one since, what did I say, Uh, 2014, so more than two years, and then that was now 50. Oh, wow. And uh, most of the compilations that have been number one on the Billboard 200, at least in the past 40 years, have actually been now compilations. 24 compilations have been number one in the past 40 years, and now albums have been 18 of those. Wow. So only... (laughs) Six of them have been non, now non, non, albums. Um, so it's a hoot, uh, and I think it's great to see Hamilton at number one in some fashion. I wish it was the cast album at some point because the cast album actually peaked at number three on the Billboard 200.
0: This seems like it's a little bit of a victory lap, though. This oh, totally. Hamilton mixtape, yeah.
2: Um, and I'm sure Lin Manuel is just like just like just gleeful because yeah. he's just oh, like yeah. he's like, I mean. It must have, it must be just like every day he pinches himself yes. because he's such a hip hop head and he's mm-hmm. such a cast recordings dude that, you know, it's one thing to make this musical that is sort of based around the rhythms and, uh, lyrical stylings of rap and hip hop. Um, but then to take it a step further and have some of your favorite musical artists and hip hop artists sing your words and yeah. rap your words. Yeah and or or just want to be part of something that you were part of. Yeah. It's that's got to be like every day is just like mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. Yes. Mind blown. I mean, at some point it was probably like mind blown when he was like at the White House with Obama, you know, a couple times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um
2: <laughs> next week on the Billboard 200, The Hamilton Mixtape will most likely not be number 1 as uh J. Cole will likely get his fourth number 1 album on the Billboard 200 as his new album for Your Eyes Only. Probably not covering For Your Eyes Only, but the name of the album is For Your Eyes Only. Um, it's set for a huge debut at number one. Industry forecasters suggest the album could start atop the chart with over 550,000 equivalent album units. Insane. Of that, like maybe 70 ish thousand could be in traditional album sales, which would be his best sales week ever. Wow um so yeah j cole's kind of popular i guess so um, people have been wanting some new j cole apparently and uh th- and the year is not done with yet we still have that drake ovo sound thing that may or may not come out
0: i just read something uh, yesterday oh that good 2017 2017 yeah now. it's yeah it oh. looks like maybe not this year
2: oh yeah well all right drake but then again we don't know <laughs> by the time you hear this it could it already could be, be out yeah yeah Are you a big Jake Cole fan?
0: Um, I mean, I I like him, but I don't own an album. Right?
2: Yeah, he's. I've interviewed. I guess I'm one of the only people who doesn't own. Yeah, we're a little bit in the dark here. (laughs) Um, What's next? What's next? Oh, Rolling Stones. Back to this week's chart. Hamilton debuts at number one. Well, the mixtape does, but the Rolling Stones are also in the top ten. Their new album, Blue and Lonesome, debuts at number four. Their return to blues. Yeah, It's it's been forever. It's a blues covers album. Mm-hmm. It's been forever since the Stones have put out a studio album. And I guess this counts as a studio album because they were, you know, in a studio recording new music. But they didn't write these songs. Right. And I think that they... not even, I think the genesis of it was that they were kind of in the studio trying to kind of get warmed up to, like, maybe do new stuff. And... They said, Well, why don't we do some blues things to kinda of like warm up? And before they knew it, they were like, We've got a bunch of songs, why don't we just release this as an album? Yeah. And I guess they recorded it like maybe in two days. Whoa. Like the whole thing. Like they're all like kind of like one or two take things. Whoa. Um so but it makes sense. Like the stones covering blues, classic blues tracks, things that, you know, kind of informed, you know, what they established themselves as. Yeah. So it makes sense. I still want a brand new Rolling Stones album (laughs) that was written by Mick and Keith.
0: It's a hard thing to get together. I remember hearing an interview. (laughs) I was at an interview with... uh, How
2: hard is it to get together considering they tour so much?
0: Well, actually, here's the deal. Elton John was talking about this. He was talking about his writing process with Bernie Taupin, how he's the music guy, Bernie's the lyrics guy. It's just always how it's worked. Right. And Elton is the superstar. Bernie like lets Elton do Elton's thing, right? Mm-hmm. But he was talking about Mick and Keith needing to get to the studio and set aside the Mick and Keith egos to like compromise on music, lyrics and music, and like come to this like spot where they both love what they're putting out, right. they don't put something out that they both aren't 100% co-signing. So that's why it's hard. Because, it's because different.
2: Because Elton and Bernie have the understanding that like Bernie's writing all the lyrics, Elton's writing all the music. So it's like, I will, I will sing whatever lyrics you Bernie give
0: me. Bernie gives Elton a book of words... And Elton makes an album. Really? Yeah. So, so like Bernie doesn't get a choice on which words Elton uses or which poem virtually Elton puts to music.
2: So he just gives him like a bunch of sentences and then Elton just crafts music He's around like, those here words. here
0: are 90 songs that I wrote since our last album. You put music to them. Wow. Yeah.
2: I didn't yeah. know that's how they work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sort yeah. That's not how Keith and Mick work. No, it's that. No, <laughs> and I I think I think I'm sure at that at this point like there's probably a certain kind of friendly. You know, I mean they they probably like any other band or guys like a group of people that have been around for so long. It's like yeah, they're the Stones. It's Mick and Keith, but at the same time, it's like you know, there's probably some internal strife that we're not aware of and it's
0: easy to get out on stage and perform the songs that you know like the back of your hand together but to like put out something
2: creative something new that's creative that you're putting your name on it's a different story i i have to say i have i mean when the stones do put out new music like a full-on studio album like i really liked a bigger bang i liked bridges to babylon i liked I liked all those studio albums of, like, you know, the, the rare and few instances that we've gotten them since, mm. like, Steel Wheels in 89. Right. Like, Bridges of Babylon is a great album.
0: Like, it's so good. Or are you listening, Rolling Stones, Keith? Linton sorry, okay, album. sorry. Anyway,
2: <laughs> they debut in the top ten this week with Blue and Lonesome. It is their 37th top ten album. No act has had more top ten albums in the history of the chart. The Rolling Stones already had this record. They just extended it with this new album. So I hope that they can extend it even further with a new, uh, all new, <laughs> newly recorded, newly written album soon. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, let's talk about the Hot 100. Yes. Uh, number one is still Ray Shrimmer's Black Beatles. I keep doing my uh, uh, really big shoe voice. Um, but I'm feeling like there's a chance we could get a new number one on the Hot 100 in the next week or two from perhaps Zayn and Taylor Swift.
0: You feel like that's going to just shoot up?
2: Um, may it, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if any song, like, because what we've said in the past is like, well, it looks like, you know, one dance or closer is stuck at number one forever yeah. until, you know, in, unless Rihanna drops a song out of the sky or Beyonce does something. Well, or Taylor
0: Swift drops a song out of the sky.
2: So when you have the combination of Zayn and Taylor Swift, and we assume the streaming numbers will be enormous. Yeah. Um, the song I think is exclusive to Apple right now. Yeah, you
0: can't you can't listen on Spotify.
2: Yeah, so it's ex- you can't find it on YouTube anywhere. So that's going to hurt it initially yeah. to some degree. But what they need to do is film a music video together. Yes. <laughs>
0: then it will go to number one instantly. Instantly. <laughs> um, the
2: song's going to have a pretty I think uh, pretty solid first week in sales. I don't think we've actually published a number yet, so I'm hesitant to say it on air. So I'm going to hold that back. Um, but it should be a pretty good debut. And I don't think that's going to be like necessarily a number one debut, but maybe it could hit number one around Christmas, maybe when people are getting gift cards or streaming new devices or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you know, they get a streaming device for Christmas and then they decide to purchase it or stream it or whatever because it's a brand new hot song. I mean, if
0: you look back at, like, how those Fifty Shades of Grey songs from the first movie soundtrack did Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, they were everywhere. The Ellie Goulding song, the Weekend song.
2: Beyonce, even with the Crazy and Love remix.
0: Exactly. So I feel like this is probably just the second coming of of all that. Um,
2: Also, um, on the chart, well, Zayn and Taylor are not on the chart yet, but could be. However, this week on the chart, big news in the top 10, Machine Gun Kelly and Camila Cabello shoot into the top 10 with their collaboration, Bad Things. It jumps 17 to 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. So it's officially her
0: biggest non-Fifth Harmony hit then. Yeah. She was top 20 with Shawn Mendes. Yeah,
2: Shawn Mendes, the track that uh, I know which did last summer, peaked number 20, I Mm -hmm. think. So Adori had surpassed that. Yeah. But now she has her first solo top 10, as does MGK, mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly. Um, she, this means just this year alone, Camila has had two solo top 20 hits and a top 10 hit with Fifth Harmony, mm-hmm. which was their first top 10 hit, Work From Home. Mm-hmm. So she's having a nice year. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Machine Gun Kelly is no slouch either. Like it's, not like, it's not like this is the Camila show. It's the two of them combined that yeah. makes this song... Uh, Special, And we actually reached out to Camila and MGK yesterday. I've got reactions here. Oh, yeah. So we reached out to them via email. We meaning me. Um, And MGK, uh, we asked them if they thought that um, Bad Things was something special when they recorded it. MGK said, of course, but I felt that way about a lot of songs I've done, and they didn't reach this type of success, so I don't go into them with high hopes of charting. I just make songs that touch on people's emotions and situations. And Camila said, I know a song is special when it makes me feel something or brings back memories or personal experiences. And when I heard it, I saw the whole movie in my head. It just made me feel that warm feeling of falling in love. Um, but of course, the song is kind of a tortured song, because there's like, you know, it's, and as she says later, I asked her, I said, the song, you know, why does a song, why is a song caught on so fast? Because the song is only been on the chart for like six or seven weeks. And Camila said, I think that everybody can relate to going crazy for someone, and even if it's just in your mind, somebody bringing out a wild side in you. Also, with this duet, there are two different points of view, a point of view of innocence and a point of view of someone wild, and everybody out there can relate to that.
0: As she says in the chorus, it's complicated. It
2: is complicated. Um, So they were very excited to have a a top 10 hit this week, and uh, it'll be fun to see if that song can rise higher on the chart. Um, Also, oh... uh, Speaking of which, speaking of Fifth Harmony, uh, Lauren uh, Haregi. Yep. Ooh, I got it right. (laughs) Um, Fifth Harmony just has a a bunch of ladies with sometimes complicated names to say. (laughs) Um, Lauren Haregi, also in Fifth Harmony, released a new single just last week called Back to Me with Marion Hill. Katie and I both like it. You should definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. It's a really cool song. It's very earwormy. Um, and then also in the world of uh, girl groups and boy bands, uh, One Direction, uh, Louis Tomlinson released his new single with Steve Aoki. It's called Just Hold On, which is uh, doing quite well on iTunes right now.
0: And God bless him for performing just days after his mother passed away at only age 42.
2: Yeah, I think it was like 42 or 43 of leukemia. Yeah. Like last Wednesday, and he performed on X Factor Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, no, it's like... Ugh. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, who would have thought? And so we have Zayn poppin', Louie, Lauren, yeah. Camila. And the, the, still, the one person that we've heard, like, no solo music at all from in terms of vocals. Because we heard a snippet of Liam Payne mm-hmm. from, from One Direction singing.
0: We heard, uh, what did we hear? A songwriting bit on the Michael Buble album from, Harry from one Harry Styles, but uh, no singing.
2: I don't think... He, yeah, he didn't sing he on didn't that. He didn't do any backup. That was, that was a Michael Buble-Megan Trainer collaboration mm-hmm. that was co-written by Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. So we're still waiting for Harry We're to waiting. Patiently waiting. Patiently waiting, Harry. Um, so that's a lot of chart action this week. Uh, things are just getting crazy because we're getting closer to the holidays, and uh, they will only get crazier as we uh, knock on Christmas's door. <laughs> but now, it is time, Katie... Yes. For our interview with Kyla.
0: Yes. And uh, I feel like Kyla is best known to our listeners as the singer on One Dance from Drake. Uh, we caught up with the UK artist in LA after the American Music Awards last month, where she was nominated alongside Drake for One Dance. And although One Dance did not win, Drake did. And he gave mm-hmm. Kyla a lovely shout out on stage, actually. It was very nice. So we talked about that. We talked about how the... 2009 song do you mind ended up being sampled for one dance and how her life changed virtually overnight because of it and even though we chatted before nominations came out we asked her about the possibility of being up for a grammy award and we're really happy to report that as a featured artist on drake's views she shares his nomination for album of the year so she's now grammy nominated as well and uh, we talk about life after One Dance, including her plans for a full-length solo album. So here is our lovely chat with Kyla.
1: Baby, I like your
0: Hello, Kyla, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Uh,
1: Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. All the way from England. I know. (laughs) I know. It's lovely and warm here. You know, I've got to move here. Uh, (laughs) We would love to have
0: you. (laughs) Um, You know, our listeners will be super familiar with you from your feature on Drake's One Dance, one of the (laughs) biggest hits of this year. But you've been in the music business since 2000. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about how you got your start in music and your career up to this point?
1: Yeah, so I've been singing since I was like three. I think I've always wanted to be a singer. You know, like people know what they want to do. So I've known from a really young age. My dad used to be like, Kyla, get your head out of the clouds. (laughs) And I was like, no, this is really what I'm going to do. And um, yeah, so I basically raised up enough money. I thought I'd get into music and I raised up enough money to do my first music video. Didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I thought, let me just get a video side. And that caught the eye of my husband, but um, his name's Mm Palface. He got in contact and was like, let's do some some music together. And like, yeah, we've just been writing loads together and things led, want like things... One after another, That worked out, another out on,
0: like, two different levels yeah, there.
2: yeah, that, like that was, like, a good, uh, a, really like, like yeah. you know, a, a, a personal and professional relationship that worked out. Yeah. Kind of yes. well.
1: <laughs> which I think sometimes is, like, rare.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Totally.
1: Yeah, so, like, sometimes I want to wring his neck, but <laughs> no, it's, I love him, really. It's all a
2: good balance. <laughs> it's the yin and the yang. You need it.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah. think we get on really well. We kind of understand each other, you know, and, and we write really well together. So, yeah, we just was writing lots of tracks and, and, um. Yeah, so we've done a track called Do You Mind, one of many, but we've done a track called Do You Mind, and I had a really good run in England with, um, yeah. with this song, and I felt like I'd squeezed it dry, like there was nothing, like no one's going to want to see me perform this track ever again. <laughs> and then Drake called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and yeah. what is the timing on that? Do You Mind was like 2009, right? Yeah, so it was
1: like s- nearly seven years, yeah. uh, which was crazy, Um a good crazy. Yes. And yeah, so I got an email saying, please could I contact a woman, um, Alison from Sony. And I, it was so close to April Fool's. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go along with sure. it. Sure. Right. <laughs> but I know you're all faking. <laughs> and then when you all say it's a joke, I'm like, you got me. So um, yeah, they said that Drake wanted to um, do something with the Do You Mind track. And so I went along with it. And then they asked me to go and get my passport renewed. And I was like, okay, this is going to cost me a lot of money. So someone's <laughs> going to have to pay me if this is a lie. And then I think they gave me like four days. To, so, to decide whether, yeah, oh whether, my goodness. And like literally as soon as I signed the paperwork, it was out the next day. It was so Whoa. crazy. I know. Like I think my um webpage is still on its holding page. Like I just <laughs> had no time. It's been crazy. That
0: is wow. nuts. So your life literally just changed overnight in April. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I'm you know, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. And Drake's such a lovely person as well which makes it even better
0: and obviously i mean like you know sometimes somebody will sample something and then you have to really dig to find out who did it but this said featuring kyla like right up front so everyone knows who that voice is
1: well it was lovely because um when they got in contact obviously they were originally contacting me for the sample clearance Mm -hmm. and i i didn't hear the track at the time and there was like um his camp had been... Drake's camp had been... There was lots of leaks. So mm. they were not going to send me the track. They were like, we'll play it over the phone. Mm. Wow. And tell me if you like it. And, you know, they really explained why. Because most people would be like, why can't you send me the track? Mm. But I totally understood why they wasn't doing that. And then... So we listened to the track. And... I was all over it. I was yeah, like Yeah, super middle, prominent. And yeah. And so they were like, we'll call the next day and we'll see how you feel. Like, just sit on that. See how you f- have a, you know, a th- thinking time, a thinking time. Right. And then we'll call you back. So when they called us back, before they called us back, I said to my husband, oh my God, like, let's see if they will let me be a feature. It's mostly really not going to happen, but let's see. So, so it was your
2: idea to-, to say, can you make me the feature?
1: Yeah. Right, so you gotta like, ask, well, you got to ask, right? You got to. Do you know what I mean? So I was going to ask. But when we actually called like when they called us the next day, um we didn't really do much speaking, so they, they phoned up and they were like, Drake wants to know whether it would be the feature, so it was like oh. I didn't need to ask. Oh which Drake. Amazing. Drake. I know, I love him. <laughs> That's amazing. Um,
2: I w I wanna know I wanna ask, did they did anyone ever talk about you re recording the vocals and doing new vocals, or was it always gonna be this just the sample of the existing
1: vocals? I wanted to re record it because it was very strange. Like if you had my original, it was um the the one dance was like slowed down mm-hmm. so it was just it was different to my ears mm. but still really good so right. i'd ask them if they wanted me to re-record it and they were like no we're they were moving it. so nope, quickly good. yeah, yeah too. they were like no we want this out right like soon as you give us the yes well because that's we'll go for it
2: that's so nuts because if it's a sample that's so unusual that you would get a featured credit because yeah. i was trying to think of something that happened like that in the past i remember when What was it? Diddy had that track where he sampled Inya? Oh. Or was it like Mario Winans or something? Oh, I know exactly
0: what you're talking about, but yeah. And it was the
2: same sample that was used in the Fugees track. Uh, Yeah, Ready or Not. The Ready or Not Mm -hmm. sample. Yeah. And Inya was able to get featured artist credit on the song through a sample. And so on our charts, Inya had a number two hit from this Diddy's song, yeah. From a, or from, from, it was a bad boy song. Yeah, it was yeah, bad Mario boy Winans, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, crazy. Crazy how yeah, yeah, yeah. these things
1: work out. I know, because <laughs> everyone was all like, they were contacting me and saying, has Drake nicked your song? I was like, no, <laughs> no. trust me, he's asked. He didn't And I it. didn't mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, being a feature was just, you know, I, it was amazing. And not to re-record it as well. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. and
0: just to keep uh, talking about how great Drake is, he also gave you the super lovely shout-out on the AMA stage. I just, I just have the quote. I just want to read it because it was so sweet. Yeah. He's like, I want to thank Kyla, who's here all the way from the UK, and without her, I would have never made the song One Dance. She's sitting over there, so shout-out to her. Like I was like, oh,
1: he just singled her out. That's so, so great. Because he had no idea I was coming to the AMAs. Okay. Um, he's, I mean, his schedule is busy. Uh, yeah. Yes. So we come down, and I was like, as soon as I get in there, If he's there, you have no idea whether, you know, because of how busy he is, you don't know if he's going to even be there. Sure. I mean, he was nominated for, was it, 13 awards? Yes. Yes. So he'd be mad not to. (laughs) 13 awards, I'd be there. But, um, yeah, I just was, I was like, um, if I see him, I'm just going to chat to him. So there were so many people around him. And so this woman stood in front of me. She was like, no, sorry, like, no pictures. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, I've got a single with him. And she just looked at me like I was mad. Like, she was just like, this woman is crazy. But, um, yeah. But thankfully he, you actually did get his attention. and was like, oh, Kyla. And then, obviously, we were nominated. I had, like, three um, nominations. Yeah. So like, he was like, um, are you ready to come up with me? So he was, it was really, really good. Mm. And obviously we didn't win. So when he got his award for being the best hip hop artist. He
2: made sure to say he something. He made sure to
1: say something. Which, which was is... so lovely because he didn't have to do that. Yeah.
2: So. Had super yeah. cool. Had you had met in person before?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. So we um I actually flew out to um South Africa um with him, so which was amazing. Wow. Well, and um, even though you
0: weren't ever in the studio with him for one dance, you did yeah. do the Apple Music Please Forgive Me film as well, yes. right? Yeah. You filmed a bit for yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so we had that was our first time meeting and he he was brilliant because he come in the room, you know, sat down with me and gave me, you know, some time just to ask him lots of questions, just to get to know each other as yeah. well. Because it was like, at that time, we were like number one for like nearly, I mean, it was like 10 Three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a forever. long time. So it was nice to sort of get to know each other because we shared something so amazing. Yeah. We didn't know each other. So I was just so happy because he's so lovely. Yeah. And so nice. And like, I tried to act all like, Cool. So I was like, when he walks in the room, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, what's up? How you doing, Drake?" But when he walked in, I was like, "Total geek," and I was like, "Oh my god, you've changed my life." And then in my head, I was like, "Shut up, up, Kylie." But it was all just coming out. So that's awesome.
0: Well, you mentioned the like crazy chart run that this song had, and actually, Keith is our co-director of charts at Billboard, so. Keith, you've got to come at her with yeah, some crazy stuff. This
2: is where I'm going to get to overwhelm you with numbers. Oh, numbers. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> uh, so, one dance spent ten weeks at number one on the yeah. Billboard Hot 100 charts. Um, Since the chart started in 1958, only 33 songs in the chart's history, and that's out of more than a 1,000 number ones, have spent at least 10 weeks at number one. And this is one of them. And this is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So for any song to spend 10 weeks, any song to go to number one is obviously a huge deal. Yeah. And for Drake, this was even a bigger deal because it was the first number one. Solo number one, yeah. Yeah. He was the lead artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It has generated... 528 million on-demand streams in the that's U.S. Crazy. More than half a billion. <laughs> that's just in the U.S. too. Just in the U.S. That's not even a global <laughs> number. Really. Um, and even crazier, it spent 18 weeks at number one on our Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart, which is the record for the most... Is it really? Most weeks at number one yep. in history on our R&B chart. That's
1: crazy. That's, yeah. That's mad. Yeah. You know, it's so weird because um, as a singer, and even when I was little... I used to be like, oh my god, the dream to be on the billboards is just like- Oh, you're just saying that because you're no, here. no, I'm being deadly serious. You know, like, um, I always feel like as an artist, like from the UK, you 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 want to start off big, but you have to start off small and you try and build up for like people to just hear your music. Yeah. Then you go from from that point there where you're like, okay, let's try and try and get a song out in the UK charts. Yeah. So To me, being in the billboards was, like, near enough impossible at the time. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'd like to even be, like, in the billboards chart, even if it was right down at the bottom. And it was just, like, so strange to see my name in the charts. But also, like, next to Drake's as well. It was, like, just a surreal feeling. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm up number one sitting up there with drake like, It was crazy yeah it's amazing
0: it is crazy it is crazy and <laughs> those
1: stats are like yeah. yes i'm gonna go home and start being like you know what you know what <laughs> now you have some stats um you I'm know here
2: you- whenever you need any just yeah. drop katie a line I'm going to- <laughs> i can just help feed whatever press release you need to throw out yeah. there i'm he's your got, guy he's
0: got numbers i for got you. numbers um, and you actually uh, got to see Drake at the after party too for the AMAs yes. and take a little photo with him. Yes. Um, what was it like just celebrating that that night? Oh, it was
1: brilliant because as well because he didn't know I was here. If he hadn't seen me, I'd most probably wouldn't even known where his after party was. Right. So <laughs> after he was just like, you got to come to the after party. So yeah, it was it was it was nice like, so fun to be fair. It was nice to just let my hair down and actually have fun with him. Yeah, and just be like normal. You know, people just having a a giggle and a laugh and just celebrating. So it was amazing. And a surreal feeling, really. Yeah. You know, because I was was a huge fan of Drake's beforehand. And was just like, if someone had said to me, well, actually, it's funny, because when we found out that he wanted to do something with the song, and like I said, we had four days, I remember um, calling my cousin because I was like, I need to tell someone. And so I phoned my cousin and I was like, oh my God, like, listen, I think I'm going to have a single out with Drake. And my cousin was like, Kyla, like, are you okay? Are you feeling well? Like, she honestly thought I was lying. So it was, yeah, it's such a sad Well, it's thing. real. It's real. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's the, the word of the year, though. You said yeah. the word surreal. Like, that's yeah. like what your life is, like, from April and basically. It is. It's
1: like, like, just, I got up this morning and I've got this most amazing view from my room. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I got up and I was like, i can't believe i'm here Mm -hmm. like i'm actually in la Like this is so strange (laughs)
0: that's awesome and um you know i've watched a few performances of yours online where when you're performing the song and you do kind of a mashup of do you mind and one dance how did you kind of it's very cool and how did you kind of put it together and decide like what lines of drakes you wanted to sing and and how did you how did you put that all together
1: do you know i've got a team of people behind me Mm -hmm. which is Brilliant. Shout including out to your husband, too. Including my, including my husband. But yeah, and, and shout out to Toby as well. So, and my husband also, like, that just have these ideas. And so, yeah, they like, they throw them out there and they're like, how would you feel to do it this way? Yeah. And then we just give it a go, really. And <laughs> it, it just has to, it, I think it's nice because. Everyone remembers the Do You Mind. Mm-hmm. And there's so much history there. So it's like I give them a little bit of that, and then it's like, and this is what happened. And all in like a little mini show. Yeah. And I say, yeah. It's, That's awesome. That,
2: that reminds me of um, when I saw Nile Rodgers and Chic um, at at Hyde Park a couple of years ago when they were doing that Summerfest, the B, the BST. What's I forget what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so Chic was performing, and he would start to play um, a little bit of Baby, hear me tonight
0: Oh, my feeling And he's
2: like, if you like that Here's the song that they sampled To make that track And he would go into a chic song So he did, awesome. he did it like three times He's like, yeah. oh, you like that one? Here's where <laughs> it came here's from one And here's the other one yeah. And so, oh, and here's the other one That you like too And so it's it's a way to like Kind of remind people Like, remember, here's the history Of where that song came from yeah. Because people have such short memories And they don't remember <laughs> Do you know what as
1: well? It's funny actually you saying that Because I remember um, as a child My mum and dad used to get the violin I used to play them a song and be like... I remember listening to um, Lauren Hills, Killing Me Softly. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this is my jam, (laughs) Mum. Like, this is the best song you just don't know. You're not cool. I'm cool. And then they were like, no, hold on a second. Let's get the vinyls out. Let's teach her a lesson. And then they were like, this is Roberta Flack. And this is who done this song. And, yeah, so it just opened (laughs) up my, my eyes to, like... And my husband does it to me all the time, even now. He'll be like, right, Kyla this song do you remember this song I'm like yeah and he's like and listen to this one and I'm like I didn't know it come from me and he's like yeah but even more this one come from that one mm. and then it starts going down the history after a little while there I'm like alright already yeah. I get here
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're now you're now someone's Roberta Flack.
0: Exactly, it's you know. Well, no, but it's cool because then kids like will listen to one dance, and yeah. then they'll discover your,
2: your, song, your song when they song, didn't know it, and, and then, then they'll discover the rest of what you've done. Exactly, it's all just like this way of like learning more about you, yeah. and everything that you've done to get to where you are now.
1: It's, it's funny actually saying that because um it's given like do you mind a, 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 a new life, life yeah. yeah and and it's funny because the people that come to me are like the lo- younger generation from when I was performing it seven years ago and then the people that were dancing to it and you know listening to it seven years ago were like that was when I was young and used to go out a lot and I used to do this and mm-hmm. do that. that was my jam and they used to dance to it and yeah so it's really funny They're like now my kids are listening to it and that's amazing yeah <laughs> so
0: yeah that's awesome It's surreal. It is surreal. (laughs) And you know, the um, surrealness, surreality, I don't know what the word is there, (laughs) continues because not to get ahead of ourselves, but it seems like a pretty good shot that One Dance could be nominated for a Grammy. Those nominations come out next month. The
2: the nominations aren't out yet. And
0: actually, by the time we air this interview, they will be out. They will be out. Yes. Um, what would that mean to you if you all do of a know sudden what? are a Grammy nominee? I'm not allowed to
1: swear. So, um, <laughs> you, can you, actually, you can you are. Totally you can do whatever you want. It's
0: the internet podcast. It's free.
1: I literally, do you know what? That would just be totally mad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of a better word than crazy because <laughs> like to, like I was saying, to have a song out with Drake and for it to do like worldwide success Mm -hmm. is just mad. Like I said, from April onwards has been (laughs) surreal and really strange. Um, You're running out of words basically. Do you know what I mean? But to get to a a Grammy would just be totally nuts. Yeah. Just to be nominated is just like, wow.
0: Well, I hope our listeners are hearing this after you already have that nomination.
2: (laughs) We're we're hoping that when this does air, we'll be, uh, we will be, a crystal ball foreseeing the future correctly.
1: Yes. Oh, that would just be like, to- yeah. Wow. it Would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we have we have gone on
0: and on about one dance, but you have plenty of other music on the horizon. Yes. Just last week, um, Naughty Boy released the song "Should Have Been Me," yes. which you're featured on. How did that project all come together?
1: Oh, right. So I was sat with my manager, and he played me the track, and he was like, "What do you think?" Um, and I just loved it. Yeah. And I knew that. You know, like I just thought, let me... Uh, it was by an incredible writer um, called Emily Warren, and I was like, let me just give it a go. They might not like my version, but let me just give it a go and let's see what they think, because, you know, they might have their ideas for someone else. And I sung it, fell in love with it, and then was just like a pain, I think, in my husband's... <laughs> husband and my manager's... Um, <laughs> bum, <laughs> just to basically, I was like, have, has he heard it? Does he like it? Has he heard it? Does he like it? Hello? Does he like it? So yeah, when, when they were like, no, they want to go with you and they love it. I was so excited. It's awesome. So yeah, so, so like, like, you know, it's an amazing song. It's so, and then to have Popcorn on it as well. Yeah, It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Naughty Boy's been blowing up too, obviously. He's Naughty had Zayn just, feature, Beyonce feature, yeah. like crazy.
1: He's just so, you know, he's such a clever producer so smart and you know just good music yeah yeah so i'm just so lucky to sort of say like i've got to sing you know that i'm featuring on his track it's amazing
0: absolutely well i i like that you're still so humble that you're like does he like it it's like you're on a drake song girl of course he (laughs) likes it (laughs) i
1: think it's just because like it's so weird because um it's all been so super fast and like i come out of music for a little while just a little i've got a little boy and i just took some mummy time out Mm -hmm. And then to go in it, come back into music so strong. It was like a little bit like, wow. Because I think when, it, when the one dance come out, it mm-hmm. was like the following week, it was like straight into number one. And then we got knocked off and then we went back in. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was like, so um, That's a pretty good comeback, pretty nervous. good return
0: to music, to yeah. say the very least. That's awesome. And what other, other than the Naughty Boy song, what else do you have going on music-wise? Yeah, so
1: I've signed, I've, I've signed to a label. Oh, um, yay. Very, yeah. very chuffed. And Is this brand new news? Did you just sign to a label? I've been signed to them. It's it's newish. Okay, okay. But yeah, I've been signed in a couple of months. Very cool. And so excited. So I'm literally got my head down working on my new material. Yes. I'm just like really excited. Are you trying to put in. an album together? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just putting my head down. And every time I, I write a new song, I'm like, I love this song. I love this song. And then we write another one. And then I'm like, I love this song. I love this. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm going to have like about 100 songs. I going to say right. like 30 <laughs> and songs. A yeah. I'm be like, oh my God. Like, I, I can't choose. I can't choose. <laughs> and I've just been working with some amazing producers. And yeah, it's just amazing. And writers. And, you know, just flinging back and forth ideas and I'm really enjoying myself, really enjoying myself. It's going to be a really good album, fingers crossed.
0: That's awesome. Well, like, you'll have to come back and visit us when you have an album definitely. to promote. Oh
1: my God. You know, I'm there. All right. Awesome. I just well, love, I love
2: throughout this entire interview, you've been doing nothing but smiling. So yeah. clearly <laughs> things, things are
1: going well. Things are going well. <laughs> my goodness. I love
2: it. just, well. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing and to see what has happened and what can yeah. happen in such a the strangest, weirdest way, and the yeah. shortest time, and the shortest amount yeah. of time, and how basically, you know, uh, your the the your the professional like the trajectory of your professional career can just yeah. suddenly like take this crazy left hand right oh. hand turn into somewhere where you never thought you'd be like right. six it's months so later. True. And you know? I
1: also think like you never know, you know, when you're writing a song, you never know who's listening. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the mad turns it it takes you, <laughs> which is like. Crazy. Well, thankfully, <laughs> Drake yeah, thankfully Drake was listening. thankfully Drake was listening. I love him. He'll get a,
2: he'll get a nice Christmas card. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> or a nice New Year's Eve, you know, a flower arrangement. Hey, I have no idea. <laughs> oh,
0: that's amazing, kyle It was so lovely to meet you. Oh, thank you for
1: having me. Yes, thank so you fun. so
0: much, and good luck with all your future projects. Thank you. Thank you so much to Kyla for coming into the office. What a sweetheart. And I feel like all of this could not have happened to a better, more deserving person. She just like is relishing all of it.
2: She was she was she she came in and we recorded it we recorded the interview with the three of us together in our studio next door. And she truly was like so lovely. Yes. Um and just super nice and she, i think they were flying back to london like the next day oh yeah
0: like we caught her like just on a like a quick trip to la for the AMA. Yeah. so i'm super happy we got to do this all in person and um and man here's to her 2017 2016 was a pretty good one for her well now it's time for
2: our chart stat of the week <laughs> Brenda Lee's holiday classic, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, returns to the Billboard Hot 100's Top 40 this week, Mm -hmm. re-entering the chart at number 37. The song was released in 1958, when Brenda was just 13 years old, but it didn't become a hit until 1960, after Lee had broken through to the chart with her number one hits, I'm Sorry and I Want to Be Wanted. Rockin would reach number 14 in December of 1960, which remains its peak so far on the chart. But Brenda had more than just one big rockin' tune and two number ones on the Hot 100. She's charted 51 hits on the list, all between 1959 and 1973. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? She was
0: like the Rihanna of the 60s. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And
2: in 2013, she was named the number 36 biggest all-time artist on the Hot 100, ahead of such acts as Barbara Streisand, Katy Perry, and Cher. So... There you go. This week, Brenda Lee is back on the chart with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's. I still, I still think it's incredible that she's, I think she's 72 now. Yeah,
0: she's a young spry 72 because she was only 13 when the mm-hmm. song was recorded.
2: Well, that's like when you see like Stevie Wonder and you're just like, "Ah, oh, Stevie Wonder old is he's like, he's not that old yeah. because he like, broke through when he was 13. Didn't
0: that happen with Chubby Checker, too? Like, that guy's still kicking because
2: he was, <laughs> he was very young. Chubby would really appreciate that. <laughs> well, see, he likes well, Billboard, too, so he's, he might be listening. To, to the same thing. Well, and, and Johnny Mathis. We have a big interview with Johnny Mathis in the, in the the in the year-end issue of Billboard This Week, which is also online. He was, I think, discovered when he was, like, 18 or something. It's people that you feel like they've been around forever because they have. Because they have. But they're still, like, actively touring and recording yeah. because they're – they started when they were super young, and yeah. we're so happy that they're still here. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Ooh. Brenda Lee. And by the way, this is a hint towards next week. We're not going to tell you what it is, but oh next God. week you are going to lose your marbles. I'm so excited. If you, uh, if you enjoy icons of music who are also just incredible people that have also an iconic Christmas song.
0: I was going to say, are we going to bring up Christmas? I'm going to bring up Christmas. <laughs> oh,
2: it's so good. We were so
0: happy to make yes. it happen. Yes, yes, yes,
2: Um. Okay, so I think we're at the end of the show.
0: Um, Well, now I'm in the Christmas spirit. I feel like we should totally go out on some Christmas song. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh. Do you have, like, a really big (sighs) favorite?
2: Um, Man, I mean, I love, like, I I don't have, like, one favorite. I
0: have a favorite if we Uh, just want to go
2: with it. Go ahead.
0: My favorite is Andy Williams. Uh, uh, Happy
2: Holidays. Happy Holidays. (laughs) What is the name of the song? It's called Happy Holidays. Oh, it is? Yeah. And Happy it starts holidays, with, it's the holiday the season.
0: Holiday season. <laughs> ah. I love it so much. Doobie it's so doobie like, it sees, like scatting through it. I and... was like,
2: Katie and I both have a martini in our <laughs> exactly. hands. A little bit of Kahlua, perhaps. It's
0: definitely not noon. <laughs> we could definitely have a martini right now. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is true. This is very ah. true. All right, see you guys next week.
0: Bye. It's the holiday season. And Santa Claus has got a toy For every
2: good girl and good little boy Santa... Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a laundry?
0: Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah,
2: oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino